Aloha, and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I, I'm just, you know... I know I sound like a broken record, but just to start with, nothing happens here. Nothing actually happens here. So even if we think something's making us frustrated or angry or tired or sick or anything like that, we have just assigned that effect to something in the world giving us that effect. But it's only our mind making any effects, making any of these things seem like they're reality. So it's a trick when we hope for something okay that's a trick because that immediately it's you're filled with doubt okay because it's as if this idol can save you like say you have 300,000 bucks in debt let's say and if you just got $300,000 that could totally save you that's a thought that you know occurs it's not true it's never true so you know it's like if you if you yearn for that you're always setting yourself up. That's idolizing something in the world. And that will always, always turn on you. Uh, even if you seem to get whatever it is you thought you wanted. Sometimes it's a person. You know, a lot of the times actually people tell me, you know, I got like everything I want except I just don't have that special person. Or I have everything I want except I got this cancer. Or I got everything I want except I haven't found my purpose. You know, it's like, it's, well, it's always got to be something, okay? Because that's what props up the world. <laughs> None of it's real. But as soon as you attach to the thing that you think it is that you want, you're propping it up. Because, you know, it's as if these projections, you could say they're like toys, you know? It's like you, like you want, wound them up and you put them into the experience and then you got attached to them. Right, And they're not anything but just something that you made. That's everything that you get a perception of. People and everything. It's not like the people aren't real. They're real, just like you are. But the way you perceive them, what you made of them, that's not real. Okay? Whatever you think of them, the, the, the image that you have, that you think is their image, like it's on them, that's actually projected from your own mind. So in seeing that um, and willingness to see it, really, it's a practice of being willing to see in the moment uh, when you're tripped up. Now, how do you know you're not seeing clearly? You don't have deep contentment. <laughs> like everything is perfect right now and I don't need anything. Okay, that's how you know you're not seeing clearly. So in that moment... You can be willing to surrender what you made. Rest assured, if you don't feel deep contentment, you made an idol. Okay? So you have an opportunity now to surrender what you made. That's why I love it. I love it when I get a trigger. You know, I just watch the heart racing. Maybe I got some sweaty palms. The confusion going on in the mental game. You know, and just watching it as it erupts and it always quiets down, quiets down again. But while it's up, while it's alive, 
It's really a means for seeing. And that seeing comes from being able to just dive below that fearful thing about that emotion that's coming up, that fearful thing that makes you want to resist it. Now, it's resistance whenever you hope that something makes it better. That's resistance, okay? That's, that's not the same because that's all it is is making more pain. You know, you're trying to not feel that by getting something to cure it. That's always what that is. That goes the same way with like reaching for something that you think makes you feel good. Say it's cookies and ice cream. I was on a big cookies and ice cream kick for a while, you know. And I don't judge these things as good or bad, right or wrong, anything like that. I just watch. So if I find myself eating cookies and ice cream uh, every night like I was... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to judge it. I'm not trying to judge that thing. I'm just watching it. In fact, the judgments that come up, they are to be watched as well because nothing's happening. There isn't cookies and ice cream. What's manifesting is a feeling. What's really manifesting is a feeling. So I'm watching the feeling. And you know, in that, time gets used to undo what we made. You know, you can say time gets used to undo the idea that I'm in a dense body, right? This is an idea that we're in these bodies, okay? That's just, that's just an idea. Uh, the body itself, uh, you can say your body, your created body, which is nothing like the body you perceive at all, it has a perfect blueprint, and it's a light body. It doesn't have any density. That's already a sign that we're thinking against ourselves. That's already a sign we're thinking in error because we're able to perceive a body that's not a light body. It's a dense body. And we perceive dense bodies all around that seem to be on a trajectory toward aging and during the, and death. And during that process, it seems to get sick or be, or be vulnerable to things like vaccines, for instance, right? Uh, or, or, some, or, or some virus or something or some person or some law or, you know, it just seems like these things and people are vulnerable. That's what makes us defensive and need to get on the attack, okay? When we communicate, we're never on a defensive kind of way. It's always a way where we're extending love. We're communicating. That means we're not making a person separate. That means we're not making them out to be vulnerable to the world. Lots of people with really good intentions in their mind uh, lead people astray by making them believe that they're vulnerable to worldly effects even vulnerable to effects for something that they do to themselves. For instance, smoking causes cancer. That cannot be true. That could not be true because the same mind that projects the smoking also projects the cancer. So that cannot be a reality. But we keep repeating it over and over and over again and act like this is really a, this is really a reality. You know, um, you know, if you even like go all the way to having sex doesn't get anyone pregnant. That's actually the reality. It doesn't happen like that. The same mind that's projecting the sex is projecting the pregnancy. There's no such thing as cause and effect in the world. But we're making this thing into our reality and making ourselves guilty because of it. 
oh, you didn't use protection, for instance. You weren't responsible, right? You didn't even have a choice in whether you had sex. You didn't even have a choice in that. It's all just set up for guilty shit, right? We, we like to think we have a choice in making these things up. Like when I met those cute little Jehovah's Witness dudes, you know, it says in their book, no sex before marriage, right? And I'm like, you guys actually think you got a choice on that, you know? And they're like, well, yes, God said this and we do have a choice. And, you know, the thing is, that's a setup for that guilty programming. Because even if you don't find yourself having sex before marriage, you're guaranteed to find yourself doing something where you're going to be judgmental about it and then that condemning yourself. That's how it goes. Whenever there's a judgment about th things, whenever you're making it as if people are actually choosing their actions in this world, you set yourself up to be guilty. You know how free you are when you could just slip past anything that has to do with a guilty consciousness? You know, you don't have to communicate like regular people as if there's some kind of threat, as if someone, someone just threatened you. You can look for the lightness and find the lightness in it when you're willing to slip past anything that says anyone can choose what they do in this world. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> That's the biggest thing you can possibly be willing to see because over and over again, you get all this banter from the ego about what you did, what you didn't do, what you should do, what you're going to do tomorrow, what other people did to you, what they, what they might do might threaten you. You know how you get that sense like something might be threatening, right? I love it. I got a sense today. I, I, it was a Facebook one. I live on Facebook. I get stuff on Facebook. So I get this notification on something that I said a while ago. And someone reposted it and they said, I hate, I hate it or I'm tired of, of pretty people um, calling me pretty. Well, I'm like, well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I hate, <laughs> I'm like, I had to like read it a couple times to make sure she was really talking about me. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hate it when, or I'm, I'm tired of pretty people. Uh, who are privileged in the world thinking that they're qualified to give advice to people. Right? <laughs> so right away, all this stuff starts spinning, and I'm like, hmm, this one's juicy, you know? My heart starts racing, and like all these different thoughts about, uh, uh, well, I'm not really even that pretty, and uh, all this different like, <laughs> and and uh, and what about, you know, what are you trying to shut me down, and all this different stuff starts spinning around. So I'm like sitting with this feeling, and I'm like really stoked for it, and I like feeling a lot of gratitude because it's not every moment that you get a big uh, thing like that where you can just put something into practice, you know. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like with it, and I was like, oh, that's that's fucking awesome. So I just replied, and I said, I said, oh, that's awesome. Is that how you're letting me know that you think I'm pretty? Thank you. <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> See, the whole thing is just, psh, psh, right? Because there's, because there's, there's not like a, a, a bone to pick. There's no bone to pick with anything, right? Uh, I was talking with <laughs> the aging one, aging money. That stuff is, this stuff is great. It's good stuff for playing with. Okay. So uh, one of my friends was telling me how she does not want to go out of the house. She hasn't wanted to go out of the house for like, I don't know how long, because she just 
looked in the mirror one day and she thought she looked old and she got embarrassed and she didn't want to leave out of her house. So here's how this goes. You take one step in a thought, oh, I look old, and you identify like that. You just get into a whirlwind, and this is what happens to people. They just keep on spiraling down. And, you know, uh, the way you look is actually a feeling. It's actually a feeling projected. So the way you sense, the way you sense yourself in the mirror is a feeling projected. So you could, like, look different all the time. I know that's the case for me. You know, I, I just feel like, oh, you know, every time I look, I'm like a different person. I'm like, shit. Uh, but the way people think they see you, that's also their projection. And it really doesn't matter. And, you know, that's what I love to demonstrate. Like my friend was afraid of going out and having someone say, you look like you got older, right? Having someone say, uh, you know, does that, does that sound like it's rude to you to say, you, well, you, you look like you got older, you know? Thank you. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so, uh, so I, I was like, oh, I had that experience. Like, I don't know how many years ago, this friend came over to see me. He hadn't seen me in a few years. And he goes, he goes oh, you look older. And I go, thank you. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no problem, you know? I, I look all different ways. I've had my niece tell me one time, you look so old. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, it's perfect because we're not, we're only, we're only getting these passing perceptions. There's nothing really here. And the trick is to get you to identify. And here's the thing about identifying as being pretty. Like you start doing this when you're a kid or good looking guy or something like this. You start doing something like that. It, it, that shit starts fading away and you're like, ah, holy shit. You know, it's it's like, it, it's like, it's not, nothing's here to stay. Everything's passing away. Everything's just passing away. Um, when it comes to uh, the way you seem to look, that's a complete projection of your mind. Even the way other people seem to perceive you in your perception, you also set them up like that. So if someone comes up to you and tells you you look old or says, hey, did you just lose, did you just gain five pounds or lose five pounds? Are you supposed to get happy because you lost five pounds? I don't know. Maybe not for you. <laughs> someone says, hey, you lost five, five pounds. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, it's so meaningless. It's just, thank you. Because it's just so meaningless how other people seem to perceive you. So that's like, that's kind of like a little trick. And that's one of the things I just, I love it. You know, someone comes up to me and tells me like something shitty about myself. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> you know, and eat, that's the thing about each emotion. Look at, if you get upset about um, seeming like you don't have enough money for something, for instance, or the sense that the 1% have it all and they're taking everything from everyone, anything like that. You know, it's only just so you can use that as a means for healing. It's only so you could use that feeling. That's exactly what it's for. So it becomes sort of like a prayer. The whole, uh, the whole perception, the whole dreaming becomes sort of like a prayer. And that's what makes it so happy because it doesn't matter what seems to occur on the surface. Nothing's going on here. You're just interested in what's transpiring as an inner experience. Okay. You're just interested in what's transpiring. That doesn't mean you're supposed to hold yourself in a certain way. That's different. That's just another setup for judgment. 
All you're doing is observing. Say you're observing and you, and, and you observe, wow, my mind is really active today. You see it jumping from topic to topic what, like a monkey mind. Can you just observe it? Can you just observe it <laughs> without trying to make it different? That's really the only thing. I mean, it really is that simple. It's like we try too hard because we think we have to make ourselves into something in order to be at peace. It's like in order to be at peace, we have to be something first. Like if you didn't meditate today or something, then you're not worthy of feeling that good about yourself. Um, you could say that that's the way that you uh, train yourself to keep on meditating. You guilt yourself to keep on meditating. You know, I used to work out that way. That's how I would exercise. I would guilt myself to exercise. Ah, God, you're such a fat slob. You need to get to the gym. You know, <laughs> I, I learned it from my mom. She'd stand there in the mirror and, and like pinch her, her hip. and uh, Ah, this, this shit. I just wish this was like lifted up uh, right here. And then I would be perfect, you know. <laughs> and we just learn, we just learn these patterns. I probably wouldn't even have to meet my mom to learn the patterns, you know. The patterns are just like passed down. And so it's like we have this, um, we have these different ways that we relate with the perception. And, you know, we relate in different ways. We we're each, we each have a unique uh, array of patterns. And all those patterns are challenges, okay? They're challenges because they are programming about who we're not, okay? So they feel like something's wrong here. What is this? You know, like the way this is, it just doesn't sit right. You know, I remember just being a kid and when people would express this kind of caring where they would be concerned for my safety, I would feel a little bit uneasy, like something was uh, like something was going to go wrong or maybe things weren't perfect or, you know, something bad could happen. You know, people tell kids that people are dangerous. They start expecting to see danger and that's how that goes. This is a, a this is a, a perceptual dream. So it's exactly like what we want to see. It's just exactly like what we want to see. So my husband was getting real heated the other day, and I noticed myself get a little bit resistant when I sense my husband getting heated about all the COVID stuff and the government and all that kind of stuff. I notice I get a little bit of resistance to that because I'm like. Gosh, that stuff is so meaningless. It's just not anything to get yourself in a fucking tizzy about, you know? Um, and then, and then at the same time, I'm projecting a person saying that back to me. See? At the same time, it's like you have to, um, be willing to see that it's all coming from you. Cause that's how you don't get in conflict with people. That's why there doesn't have to be any conflict between me and my husband, I notice that I'm projecting it right away. So then I don't have to try to fix him. I don't have to try to tell him that it's meaningless. You know, although you can kind of tell that I think it's meaningless and I don't have to say much. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, oh, okay. And you know, there's not like a lot there because I'm not resisting it either way. I'm not trying to jump on the bandwagon. I, I can see how 
you know, I could add a comment too and go, oh, what about this? And really like ramp them up. <laughs> oh, what about what the Supreme Court or whatever, you know, whatever comes up. <laughs> and really get them ramped up some more. And then we can start going back and forth like that. And it can get all loud. And we're like both on the same team, but we got an enemy. And <laughs> or else I, was, I could go, God, why is he... Why does he keep on talking about meaningless shit? I'm just trying to be enlightened here, you know? <laughs> so, so, it's like either way is resistance, right? So, so it's like I just take care of the way I'm feeling. That's all. I just take care of the way I'm feeling. I don't try to say anything. I know I can't say anything too. You know, that's the other thing is knowing I can't say anything makes me not try to say anything. Because trying to say anything really fucks it up, okay? That's how we get, we get into conflict. That's how I get attached to my words. And then I'll probably de- become defensive if anyone argues with them. <laughs> so so no, need for, no need for that. But I find that just holding it like that, the things pass. You know, and then it's like, it's no big deal. I can just grip onto it and make it a big deal. And like, wait a minute, I want to talk about this. And you know, at times I find that is the case. Like there's some things that are just like, okay, that's the case. I find myself talking about it. I don't have a problem with that either. If expression needs to be made, it needs to be made. I just don't have to run and express every single thing. And, you know, it's like when I do make an expression, um, it's rare and it's impactful because it's not every single thing. <laughs> See, if it's every single thing, then you're just nagging. <laughs> you're just that naggy wife that everyone's afraid of. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you just wait and you could see exactly what it is that's being called for you, called of you and it's done for you at the same time you can see because of the sense the feeling sense it is inclusive it's extending it's joyful it's not like boundaries all you know uh that doesn't mean you can't have a, an expression of boundaries but it's not for yourself you can say even boundaries that are expressed to, through you are for all, are for awakening, okay? They're for that very thing. Even that is for that very thing. So you don't have to try to express your boundaries, and they're never wrong. Those are never wrong. But when you wrap yourself in, like, you go, I need to get better at expressing my boundaries, that's not it. That's just not it, okay? It's more like, you get the sense that you didn't have good boundaries, get the sense of not having good boundaries, go into that feeling sense, okay? You de- there were no, there's, there was nothing happened, okay? You got a sense, you see? You got a sense that you didn't have good boundaries. It's not possible for you to not have good boundaries because there's no such thing as boundaries and you're not like that. You're having a dream. So you got the sense that you didn't have good boundaries. That sense is the means for teaching and learning, or you could say healing, okay? It's the same. 
You're, you're, those, that sense is allowing you the, of the means to get into that feeling. That's really all it is. And when you know how you feel, you don't have to accept the reality that's projecting how you feel. I'll give you an example. One of my friends thinks she's fat. Okay. And I go, how does that feel? And she goes, shitty. And I go, okay, then you don't have to accept that as your reality. And she goes, how the fuck do I not accept that as my reality? I look in the mirror and I'm fucking fat. I feel, feel my belly and I'm fucking fat. I'm like, you're dreaming. You're dreaming that you have a, you have a body at all. And in that dreaming, you're getting a sense that you're fat. And out of that sense, you're projecting an upset feeling. So you don't have to accept the fat body as your reality because it isn't a reality. The feeling sense that you're getting off of projecting that is the means for denying truth to the idea that you even have a body. It's not that you want a body that loses weight. You want to lose the sense of a body. You actually want to lose that whole sense. It's not that you want it to be different. That's a distraction. The thought that you want your body to be different is only a distraction for you. It's not a bad thought. It's not even a bad thought. You know, I, I must be wired to be the most criti- self-critical person ever, okay? Because I get the most self-critical thoughts probably. I don't know. I get self-critical thoughts all day long. And you know what? I love it. I love it. They, they don't speak to me. Those thoughts don't speak to me. They go out and do their job while I chill out, okay? They have nothing to do with me. <laughs> They go out and they coalesce and they do whatever they need to do. I don't have to get into that feeling. I don't have to lament about it. I don't have to find out how to make things better. I don't have to find out how to make myself better. It doesn't really matter to me. Those thoughts that arise are just for a play. It's a certain play of consciousness that I'm watching. So why would I mind if it cares? It seems to care right? Why would I mind if it cares how I look? That's the ego that cares how I look. All right. So any of those thoughts, I'm, I'm grateful for them. I'm not like, oh, I don't want, why am I so vain kind of stuff? <laughs> you know, that's identification. Okay. Vanity is just identification with a thought. That's all. So if I'm identifying with the thought, then I'm going into vanity. I'm not really capable of being vain. But it's like I go down, I can go down a trajectory of thought that feels like vanity. Okay? So if I'm bantering with those thoughts or trying to push them away, then I'm going to feel vain and I'm going to try to get away from vanity. And now in that feeling, that's again the means for seeing. So I can see right through that anytime I choose. It's just a choice. Same thing with the sense that you're broke. Same thing as the sense there's not enough money to live your purpose, for instance. That's a lot of, that's a good one. I, I, I so don't have enough money that I can't live my purpose. You know, the, the, thing about, the thing about your purpose, what you think is your purpose, is not your purpose then. If you need money for it, it's not your purpose. It, that's for sure. Because <laughs> that's not how it is. Okay, uh, your purpose is to awaken from dreaming. There's no other purpose. Anything else? Yay, Jackie. 
Anything else you get the perception that you got uh, you got some kind of purpose in this world? That is just for play. That's just creative play. People struggle a whole bunch over that purpose thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like you're not worthy until you've got your special thing that you do in the world and that other people can see. Oh yeah, look at their body of work. Well, you know what your body of work is? It's everything that you get a perception of. Everything. That's yours. You made that. Not just yourself and your and your body, but the whole everyone. Everyone that you get a perception of. Okay? So you're over here thinking about this little purpose that a person has. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're making the whole thing, the whole world that you perceive. You're you're making the whole world up. You know, and and making it as if it's really separate from you because you're thinking you have a a purpose that's separate from the world. You think you have a purpose that's separate from other people's purpose. And that's just not how it is. We all have the same purpose. We project this thing so we can get free from the thought that we're unworthy of heaven. We're unworthy of eternity. That's the whole reason we're projecting this thing. We have the same purpose. We have the same goal. We have the same interest. Okay? We just play roles where we have these different interests. So, you know, and sometimes we get sometimes we get deep in the role, right? We're getting deep in the role. And then all of a sudden we realize, oh shit, I don't feel so good. And that person I've been dealing with over there, they don't seem to feel so good either. Never mind, let's get out of that. <laughs> let's just remember we're dreaming here. <laughs> let's just start with that. And then and then see how we can like relate with each other in a more loving way. And really that's how it goes, you know? Uh, you're going to you're going to uh slip into it. If you get the perception that you have a body, you're going to slip into it. That's just how it goes. <laughs> you're just like you're not safe from that. <laughs> So just go easy, go easy on yourself. You know, it's like it's it's not like you have to uh, sit there and uh, purify yourself now. And oh gosh, I might people get so upset if they seem to like make a misstep. You know, even like misspeak. You know, one of my friends was telling me uh, there's no there's really no such thing as money, but. I keep on getting the perception of myself talking about it like it's real. And it's kind of like, oh, there I go again. I just talked about the price of gas, for instance. Can you believe they're paying 10 bucks in California? It's like, who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, this thing isn't even real. You know, it's all put out there like that for as if it means something, as if this means something. It's to get you to go, well, I remember the good old days when gas was a dollar a gallon. <laughs> I do. I remember that. <laughs> but it's just meaningless. You know, it's just meaningless stuff. It's to get you to feel like scarcity for you is a possibility. Like you can be like you can be low on resources. You know, you're projecting the whole world and all the money that seems to be in it, yet you convince yourself that it's possible for you to be low on resources. Right? Uh, in fact, you can get the perception that you have a bunch of debt and think that you're negative resources now, right? Not only are you low, but you're like in a negative uh, resources. How are you ever going to get out of that, you know? And, the, and it's all a feeling. That's all a feeling. 
So when you get the perception, be glad. That's the first step to it. Like, you know, it's like you're dismissing this idea that this is somehow harmful for you. You know, somehow this feeling and this perception, <gasps> fear strikes, yeah, fear strikes, oh, I can't believe they said that about me. You know, uh, you know, practice that a little bit. I can't believe they, oh, oh, you know, and then just dive into that. Uh, you know, even, even the good stuff, watch your reaction. When, you, you know, someone says something good about you, watch your reaction. Just watch, you know, and you start to notice how you're kind of like being pulled around by these things. And they're, they're like chemical things. It's chemical things, like this chemical reaction going on. And you've set it up so you can get this feeling off it. And everything has its opposite. So for everything that, you know, you, you feel, oh, that's such a nice compliment and you're projecting this nice feeling for yourself because of that nice compliment, the opposite is coming. And so in just, a, just an awareness of that is really all it takes, just in an awareness of that. Now, there's a different kind of sensation um, that's more like a, a revelation or an opening, okay? And that's where it's just plain extension, you know, it's like, it's like you're extending the truth of what and who we are. When you're extending the truth of what and who we are, that is real. That's real, 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 real. And it totally eliminates the need for ego and illusions. So you can feel it like that because it doesn't have an opposite. It just gets covered up again. That's all. It just gets covered up with a, with misbelief again. That sense where you're just, uh, you know, you're in complete contentment, feeling completely supportive and taken care of. You know, I get the hit that a lot of people don't ever get that experience. You know, because like if you're carrying the thought that you're ugly, for instance, this is someone related to me today, you're ugly and then the people with pretty, the people who are pretty, they have more privilege. How can you ever feel taken care of? You know? And what she was referring to was something that I said about money. I said something about how uh, we don't really get anything with money. We pretend like we get things with money, but we don't actually get things with money. And we set ourselves up to be not taken care of whenever we put our faith in money as the source of our livelihood, okay? As a source of really anything, it's silly. It's numbers on a computer, papers, coins, this stuff is meaningless. And we pretend like we get something from it. We made that up. We totally made that up. So when you're thinking that someone else is privileged because they're pretty, what else can you be privileged about? You're white, that's another one. Or you're a dude, or you, or you got a bunch of money. Uh, if, if, if you're projecting that, there's no way you're going to feel that contentment. How can you? Right? You're going to have to surrender that first. You know, and that, and that takes a challenge. It, it becomes a challenge for you because, you know, you're used to projecting. You were taught to project, I'm sure, uh, you know, that I'm a victim basically is what it's saying. I'm a victim. I have to live around people who are pretty, white, 
rich. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> right? What am I supposed to do? I'm black, fat, old, whatever. <laughs> Entitlement? It's all the same. Okay, so you get, the, you get the sense that you're feeling entitlement. You might not realize that that is a delusional thing because that's kind of like on the upswing, you know, for people. I feel entitled. But then it gets to the point where you're angry because you felt entitled, right? It's like, oh, ooh, I'm entitled. And then someone didn't give you what you were entitled to. That inevitably is going to happen. And that's, a, and, and that's why you felt entitled in the first place so you can get that trigger of someone. That's why you put a boundary up so someone can cross it and you can get a trigger. See? We, we always do that to ourselves. We put these, uh, we put these, what would it be called? Stipulations into play. Like if this doesn't go right, then I'm going to be pissed. They should see that I'm entitled to this and give me what I want. See, all the upset feelings, though, you can put them all into the same basket because they're all the same. And no one's guilty for having them. And no one's guilty for the thoughts. It's so funny because the, the thoughts are insane, you guys. And we spend a bunch of time trying to pretend like they're, we're not seeing them because we're identified with them. <laughs> we, don't want them to, we don't want anyone to know that we think like that. And we don't really think like that. It's really just thoughts coming on a loop, right? And we're afraid of them. We're afraid of our thoughts. So these, these thoughts that are coming up on a loop, we're like pushing them away because they're saying some gruesome shit. They're saying it's a lot of the stuff you guys probably don't even see. It took me a little bit. And I asked my husband, I go, hey, do you ever uh, recognize that thought or notice that thought that says, I hate myself, I want to die? And he goes, no, never. And I go, oh, well, it's there. <laughs> foundation for a body <laughs> but you know no most people aren't going to even uh want to look at it and they're so scared to look at it that they won't even see it or if they do see it then they think they need counseling or something because they think it's them right so if they if people don't want to be crazy they don't want to be crazy so they'd rather just avoid that thought i hate my life i want to die it's there <laughs> it's not about you. It doesn't have anything to do with you. And I love it when that thought arises for me um, because it's a really, uh, it's a, it's a really potent sensation. Let's say it like that. It like really pops up and goes, ah, oh, fuck yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and, and you know, for, and, and the thing is when you do this, you do it for everyone. You know, you, you do this, you do it for everyone. It's just, an, it, it, it's just a way of, of observing, too. So you're not really doing anything, and it's the only thing you can do, right? Uh, you, you just are looking at it in a certain way where you're glad. Like for me, I'm glad that the thought is arising for me because it's given me for healing for everyone. It's not, it's, it's not even personal, it's on a it, it's on a circuit. It's going around, <laughs> and it's it's visiting people and making them feel shitty, and they don't even know what it is because they're too scared to see. Basically, I hate myself. I want to die, or I hate my life. I want to die. Something in that you know, it's a feeling. It's not really in the words, just a feeling. 
and the sooner you'll admit that it is a suicidal thought. It is a suicidal thought that has you dreaming that you're in a body. The more compassion you're going to have for everyone with their suicidal thoughts. That is basically whenever you're perceiving an attack, like someone's attacking you, you're perceiving a suicidal thought and you taught them to think that way. Isn't that so fun? So since you taught them to think that way, you can also teach them that that thought is meaningless. Okay, just by, just by your demonstrating it to your own mind. That's how you teach and that's how you learn. Just by your demonstrating it to your own mind. You don't even have to demonstrate it outwardly to the person, but you're demonstrating it to your own mind. You're reteaching them that these thoughts are meaningless, okay? Anyone who's, who seems to be projecting on auntie, remember, you taught them the guilty thought. You taught them how to be suicidal, okay? And that's just them trying to get some relief. And you could be the space for that relief. You'd be the space where they get the relief. They project onto you and it isn't going to more conflict. They can have conflict all they want. You don't have to be uh, alarmed or worried by it or anything. But you also don't have to try to join them in it. Right? So for me, you know, maybe the first response isn't the response that is uh, worthy of me, right? So I'll just watch until the response feels like harmony, feels like extension, okay? Without the defensiveness in it and the thought of threat, the wanting to prove someone wrong or um, trying to make myself look like I'm innocent. I do not mind if someone looks at me like I'm guilty. I do not mind that at all. My whole thing is I'm not, I'm not going to join them in any guilty thought. I'm not going to try to join someone in a guilty thought. But I don't mind if people want to have, they could have their perception for as long as they want that I've done something. Uh, whether that's a child, you know, we get that too. Uh, maybe one of your children or your parents or your, uh, or your cousin or someone in your family is going, hey, you know what? You're a shitty person. I just decided, and, and, and you know, the things that you've done throughout your life, they've been harming us. The things that you've done, they've been harming us, okay? So you're also making that perception up, whoever it is, a friend, whatever, that's saying, hey, you know, the way you act, it's harmful to me, right? In that instance a lot of the times what people fall into is major major resistance to where they seem dismissive of the person sharing something like that okay so what's always being called for is to feel into the moment so it's only it's only just kind of like a movement where you're allowing yourself to feel it so someone's going hey you've done this to me just listen with your whole body you don't have to come up with any kind of response but in listening you can see and watch their reaction because if they say you're being dismissive, then you are. That's all. You don't have to argue with that. You don't have to come up with anything. You are. You projected them to say that to you, okay? Because you can't see it. It may not be in the, in the way that they think you're dismissive, but you're being dismissive to yourself in some way. And you don't need to know what way it is. All you need to do 
is observe in this way. Be willing to observe in this way. And all of the information comes out of that. All the information you need comes right out of your willingness to see, okay? That's something uh, I know people who study A Course in Miracles, Advaita, things like that, they get into these kind of situations where they seem like they're dismissive of another person's feelings because they're going, none of this stuff is real. That means that this person's feelings aren't real either. Yeah, none of the feelings are real. It's true. None of the feelings are real, but they are instructive <laughs> so, about what you're, where you're at as far as mentally, right? So the, the thing is, you're also projecting their feeling that you perceive. You're also projecting their feeling. So that's an attempt to project the feeling as if it's outside of yourself. So what we tend to do as, as identified as an ego is separate ourselves from the person that seems to be upset. Try to separate ourselves from the person. That's not it, okay? Because you're getting a perception of an upset person. That's you. You're upset. You're upset because you're being dismissive toward yourself right now. And you can get that feeling sense. You get that feeling sense and go into it. See what's going to go on now. Person goes, you're being dismissive. What the ego is going to want to do is defend against that. That's going to take you out of the feeling sense. See? So it's, it's a certain amount of focus that this takes. That's why you just start practicing wherever you are in it. You just start practicing from that point, little, tiny, minute bit of willingness. It's enough. You let it be enough. Okay? Remember the thing about trying so hard that you sabotage yourself. Let that little bit of willingness, oh, I'm willing to see through this. That's all. Let that be enough. I see that. That's all. I see that. Let that be enough. I was watching a friend do this very thing this uh, past week where she, I was just watching her just slip by these irritations. You know, this is a friend who lives alone. Well, she's got four dogs, um, uh, but she doesn't live with other humans. And she's not uh, real stoked about other people's habits because like she has her habits and to her those are the best habits and if you have other habits then that's not good <laughs> like like if you go to the kitchen and you turn lights on in the kitchen why are these lights on in the kitchen <laughs> um <laughs> you know and, and so my i watched my friend get uh irritated or frustrated with me Many times I spent a whole week with her in a really closed space environment. We got out a couple times. We got out for a couple nude photos. That was fun. <laughs> but other than that, we were not really. <laughs> but other than that, we were in a really closed space environment. And in fact, she was smoking cigars. Well, I was smoking cigars with her because I'm not going to sit in there smoking cigars or with her smoking cigars and not be smoking cigars. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she she would get irritated with me from time to time and I would see it you know uh and she shared with me at the end of it she's like yeah sometimes just the decibel of your voice just makes me go eh, like that 
And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> I'd watch her get irritated. I'd actually see her body language change. I'd watch her get irritated and then kind of like just realize I could have peace instead of this and then start enjoying me. So she'd go into fluctuations. First couple days I could see we were a little rough and then it was kind of like sliding in toward the end where we're just like, oh, I could just enjoy this person hanging around my house. You know, and then there's the the idea that you're supposed to be on eggshells around a person, right? Because the person's like, okay, I got to have it all like this. And I'm like completely different from everything. I I like, I kind of like live in a barn compared to the way she lived, right? I don't, I don't close doors. I don't, I don't close pantry doors. I don't normally do do stuff like that. I don't wash dishes. I just set them on the side. I don't wipe my shower down after I get out of the shower. <laughs> and, you know, and, and then when a comment is made, and, you know, you can tell there's a passive-aggressive comment being made. When a comment's being made, I just know the person is being mean to themselves because I taught them how to do that, right? So I will just hold the space for that. I don't need to say anything. The fluctuation just arises. And then it passes again. And my friend is so tuned in, she didn't even need to like have any dialogue about it or anything. She just, I could see her get irritated and then just slip to the side, you know. And then she just started doing everything for me, like bringing me some food and cleaning the dishes and stuff like that. She's like, nope, you just sit there. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) That's what I like to do. (laughs) Sit around and talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's it's the best it's the best friend uh, uh friendship you can have way of having a friendship where you both agree that whatever comes up comes up within yourself so then you don't have to be projecting it about the other person and you both agree that you really hold each other in a really sweet space and don't get bummed out if you don't know anyone like that you know because that's a common thing <laughs> But I don't have anyone like that. The person you don't have is the person you don't need, always. Okay? If you don't have them, you don't need them. If you don't have that, you don't need it. Okay? I got the sense, where's my teacher? And it was just shown to me. If you don't have a teacher, you don't need a teacher. Like an external teacher. You know? There's nothing out there anyways. Anyone you get a perception of teaching you, you told them what to say ahead of time. like go over there here's your hand they're a puppet go over there and say that so i can get something out of it you're going to get something out of it you're going to get an upset feeling uh maybe you're maybe you'll get a, a, a relaxed feeling you know uh, maybe you'll maybe you'll get some enlightenment you're going to get something off of every single thing every single person says to you ever even if it's just a cashier telling you it's 5.95 okay you're, whatever you're projecting, you're perceiving, and you're perceiving for awakening your mind. That's the purpose of everything. And, you know, the way A Course in Miracles puts it is not that it's your purpose. They say it's your function. That seems a little bit more like what it is, like, you know, what it is to me. Like, that's just the way, that's just the way you're, you function. It's this extending love. It's forgiving these illusions, slipping past, 
It's really all the same thing, all these different words I'm using. So it's slipping past these ideas that you have that this is separate from you, that you made this, that you didn't just make this up. That you didn't just made, make them say that to you. Like you didn't just make them step on your toe, right? So I was getting a massage and the masseuse got really excited about doing this head massage to me. And I've been getting a massage from this dude for 10 years. So awesome. But he, he comes up with new stuff. So he starts scrubbing my head, right? And I'm like, oh, that feels really good. And then I'm ho- hope my hair is okay. And then <laughs> at the end of it, my hair is like dreadlocks. It's like fucking <laughs> just all. And, you know, I reacted right away. I was like, oh, shit. You can't do that. And he's like, oh, no. And he, like, got bummed out. Like, he, like, bummed me out. And I'm like, no, you you didn't do anything without my authority. That's for sure. You didn't really do anything. It's not like that. It's fine. I'm sure it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, you know, and, and my friend my friend was like, oh, I just, he's my masseuse and my friend. I just don't want to mess up your hair. I go, you can't really mess up your hair. And even if I, even my hair, and even if I get a reaction to it, that's going to pass. I'm going to be grateful if you made me bald during the massage. <laughs> I had one where I had a, I, I had one massage where I had a bruise this big on my arm. My arm's not even that big. So maybe it's like this big, but <laughs> like, on my arm it was a pretty, you know, reasonable bruise. And I was going to a wedding. So I show up at the wedding with a big ass bruise on my arm, right? From a massage. And I'm just like so grateful. I mean, even when I first saw the bruise, because, you know, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And it didn't go away and it didn't go away. And then it's there for the wedding. And I got a, just got a bruise on my arm for the wedding. And I'm just like grateful about that. And people go, aren't you pissed at that masseuse? No, I'm sending the masseuse gratitude all the time. You know, whenever there's a sense that someone might think something of me because I have a bruise on my arm, the masseuse, gratitude, (laughs) okay, for helping me bring up that insecurity. Like someone's going to see me a certain way and somehow that's a threat. You know, the one one about uh, my husband would get insecure and threatened about stuff because I'd be doing uh, this kind of work, kind of body work on myself where I would like bruise myself. I'd get some pretty good bruises going. And um, he'd go, I don't want people to think that I'm beating you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. I don't want anyone to think that I'm beating you. It's just all it, all it is, is that, uh, that sense, you know, and you know, it's like, when I'm projecting a person who seems to be concerned, though, it's not like I just brush them off. I feel with that, right? I feel with that. Like, what is that like? Because I'm projecting it, so I can definitely feel it. You, can, you can, can't get a perception of anything that doesn't show up in, as a feeling sense in the body's energy field. First, it's a feeling sense in the body's energy field, and then it's a projection, whether that's a person, what they said, whatever okay so when it seems like my husband is projecting i know i'm projecting him too and i'm projecting that person so i'm not going to try to um uh, i'm not going to try to do harm about it right try to get him to uh recognize that this is only a dream when he doesn't want to you know 
if he wants to, and in some moments he seems to want that, right? One thing I could be rest assured of is any time I, I say anything, and this goes for you guys too, it's totally perfect. That's the thing. If anything pops out of your mouth, it's always perfect when it does. Uh, it's always going to be perfect. So my friend was going, um, how can I erase this thing about money if I keep on talking like money's real? You know, like mentioning, oh, yeah, it only cost and it only cost this much or something. Or That thing's way too expensive because they charge this much. All this kind of talk is what is, you know, sets us up. That doesn't mean we need to try to be, ah, yay. That doesn't mean we got to try to be controlling about what comes out of our mouth. It's just an awareness that that's what it is. Like, I say stuff all the time, all day long, where in the background I'm going, that's bullshit. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> anytime you have any conversation about the world, it's bullshit. And we do it. We, we, we find ourselves having conversations uh, about the world. Jeez, Jackie and I work together. Okay? We pretend like we got a business that needs to make a profit. And we got to, like... Uh, Take care of customers and all this other stuff that we seem to have to do, right? And, and, and it's just all bullshit. It's all a play. That's why, you know, when you watch from that awareness that it is all bullshit, you don't have to get caught up in the bullshit. And when you do get caught up in the bullshit, you can just go, oh, okay, if that's the case, forget about all that. None of, none of that actually means anything, right? None of that stuff about, uh, about the business or what we thought we needed to do or anything like that. None of that shit, shit means anything until we take care of this energy. Then we can start playing into bullshit again. <laughs> but, but when you know it's bullshit, none of us, no one's victimized, right? No, one, no one's going to get victimized because it's like, you know it's bullshit. So it's like uh, what comes up whenever there's any kind of energy, guess what it is? Someone feels threatened, right? <laughs> so if there's a sense of feeling threatened, then that's where the attention goes, just the sense of feeling threatened. What are they feeling threatened about in business? What is it usually feeling threatened about? Money. <laughs> You're going, hey, uh, I feel like my money's being threatened here. And you, know, you might start talking about something. And then once you realize, oh my goodness, that's what it is, that stuff's meaningless. We, we, could, just, we could just go back to, we're just play. this is play. Remember, this is play. This thing doesn't have to stay. What's, what's important, what lasts, is how much we can join with each other mentally. We can join with each other at observing and observing what's going on and observing the ego's game, right? When we join with each other like that, that's meaningful because in the dream, it's undoing the things that we made that prop this thing up. That's all that's meaningful. But we can't help finding ourselves in these roles and different things. There's nothing wrong with this. It's not like you have to try to escape it. There's nothing wrong with this. We find ourselves in these roles and different things because it's bringing up exactly what we need. So this, this need to try to escape, you can't escape. You can't escape. There's nowhere to go. Okay? And it's just playing out. You don't have a choice in it. So you can't escape. But... This idea that you can somehow escape your life 
get out to something else or something like that. All that is is one of those carrot on a stick things. It's just to keep you distracted from this moment and what your function is in this moment, what the whole purpose of the world is right now. That's the only thing these distracting thoughts are for. They're just to try to pull you back into projecting again. And you don't have to go there because you have a choice. And even if you get the perception that you are going there, even if you get the perception, you still have a choice because remember, the action is in the observation. So even when you get the perception that you're going down this path of delusion, grabbing on to threatening thoughts and, you know, making yourself all upset and stuff, you still have a choice in that because it's just in the moment, it's right there in the minutia that you would be willing to see that this is a dream. Basically, a miracle, according to A a Course in Miracles, and man, I like this one a lot. The miracle establishes that you dream a dream and none of its content is true. That's all. You just establish that in your mind, that you dream a dream and none of it's true. So whatever seems to be threatening you is set up to make you believe that the dream figures are actually there and actually have power over you and that you can be made vulnerable to these illusions. So you prop different illusions up, even different bodies. Say your partner is a pain in the ass, right? Your partner is being a pain in the ass or one of your employees is being a pain in the ass. What do you start thinking? You can replace it with another body. You can replace that body with another body. Just put another body in there, right? The thing is, it's all your projection. So <laughs> it doesn't do anything. <laughs> you know, it's all, and you don't have a choice. So if bodies are changing, bodies are changing. That's one thing, you know, but you thinking that you can replace a body. You know, people think of that in terms of their friendships, too. Let's see, who would be better in that position, right? Like we have a choice or something. And all that does is set us up for suffering. Every time we try to identify with a body like that, like, oh, I'll I'll just get that one, and then it'll make me feel better. Always seems like just that one last thing, if I could just get that one last thing, that thing, that'll make me feel better. If I could just accomplish this thing. And it just goes on and on like that. It just keeps on uh, going another thing, another thing. So with the mind, it's like, you know, being gentle with these things, not being like, I shouldn't be thinking that. That's what, that's what normally how it goes. I shouldn't be thinking that. It's not like you shouldn't be thinking of it. it it's just circulating the mind. It's just that it's a meaningless thought. So if you're just willing to say, that's a meaningless thought, and that's how they all are. Even, even the thoughts of the, even the thoughts of the truth, they're also meaningless thoughts and they undo the thoughts that defile you because the thoughts that are of the truth, they don't defile you. They uplift you. They hold you up. Uh, they, you know, they come from knowing who you are. Those thoughts come from knowing who they are and compassion for who you think you are. 
But they'll undo the thoughts that defile you, that make you unworthy and all that kind of stuff. But none of those are even meaningful. So you could take the most beautiful thought of the truth. I don't know. What is the most beautiful, beautiful thought of the truth that you have? I mean, uh, I, I love, uh, I, I love, give me your gift, holy son of God. <laughs> That's my favorite one right now. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just saying, whatever you give to me, it's a gift. Right? Whatever you give, whatever I get the perception of you, that's a gift from you to me, and I want it. I definitely want it. Right? You can take any of those, um, you know, beautiful thoughts and make them into something that you're trying to bash someone else over the head with. Right? Or making it something that makes you, uh, that makes you separate. Like telling someone else, you should be doing it like this. <laughs> we can take any of those and make it into something else, but it's for us to feel. That's what makes that that's what makes the thought of the truth powerful that we're willing to feel that contentment that comes along with it. That's what's going to undo the discontent thought. The thought that says we're unworthy, the thought that says this is your reality and it sucks. If it sucks, remember, it's not your reality. You don't have to accept because I know you're looking confused about that because you're going, wow, it sure does seem to be my reality. Well, no, that too, a little bit, but not so much anymore. Though I counteracted with like streaming through like drumming and chanting really loud. This is a new approach now <laughs> because it seems like this neighbor, he like put up this electrocution everybody's putting up this big stuff right but he banged the, the things into live trees uh-huh. but while i was gone you know uh-huh. he knows i'm super sensitive the city went out i mean it's rushing through the whole airs i'm believing that like i'm seeing the birds fly you know like i'm seeing all this and i'm really hurt for the trees and i'm laying down flowers and i'm doing whatever's coming through me and yes i felt like woo, it was done i didn't i don't even feel connected to it anymore. uh-huh so what is is that what you're kind of talking about too if it comes out that way oh yeah it it can be expressed in all kinds of different ways yeah it was like yeah. holy shit i feel like um they would know this force is towards them too they were standing outside because you can sense this big energy and it's and it's projecting oh yeah, yeah. 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 Mhm. Right. In your perception. Yeah, yeah. So 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 the thing is the thing is here, you know, with all the drumming and stuff like that, all that stuff is all that stuff is fine. All that stuff is is perfect. And are you looking at the feeling? Because the feeling is really the mean. Yes. So when you're looking at the feeling, you get the relief. All that stuff about Mama Earth and something being damaged, that is bullshit. Okay, that's what I'm that is bullshit. And you know what? Earth will tell you that if you listen. I, I Earth will say. Well, she did. She yeah. said, you know, it may not be in your lifetime or whatever, but um, I regenerate. It's all good. <clears throat> but for some reason, I have this. Well, it's all it it it's all the same. 
It's all, it's all the same. It's a, you're just, you're not, yeah, it's bullshit because, because Mother Earth, it's not even about regeneration. This is a projection. You're dreaming. Yeah, you're dreaming. It's just it's just showing you that you're dreaming and this and this reaction that you're getting off the dreaming is what you wanted. I'm charged right now in a good way though, because I know it, right? Yeah. And I know it and it's like it's great and mm-hmm. when I catch myself in it and then I do what I do, yep. I'm okay now. That's it. And it's all not real, but we're here. We got bodies and We're not here. We're not here. We don't have bodies. Yeah, that's something we repeat over and over again and make it into our reality, right? But it's not a reality. We don't have these bodies. There's so nothing. We're dreaming this up. So, you know, you're dreaming that there's an entity called Earth that can be harmed. The entity that we're calling Earth is just like everything else in creation. It cannot be threatened. It doesn't need to regenerate. The way we're perceiving it is wrong. We're, we're getting a wrong impression of this. Anything that's vulnerable, that we set up to be vulnerable, that's a reflection of us making ourselves out to be vulnerable. The earth is not like that. It does, doesn't need anything. Wow. You're just doing this because it's a habit. And you've, and, and you've attached this to the earth over time. Yeah, so you're... all creation. Yeah. To all the things. Yeah, and your songs that came through dynamically. <laughs> right. Right, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you want to go on that trip, you'll get all into it. I will. You'll go all the way. Throw it all away, too. Yeah. And yeah. I, can, I can kind of turn away. Like, even when humans I perceive are doing something, I'm like, okay, that's a dream. But I don't resonate, and I walk, and I kind of close it. Yeah, they're not doing what they seem to be doing. They're no. not. It's all innocence. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're, our, our willingness to see that is bringing about the end of this dreaming thing. Yeah, because that's not, you know, that's not something that that we've been willing to do over the past millions of lifetimes. Uh, And now we're willing to do it. So time is short now because we're willing to see that. That's not something that's that's common. Yes. Dead kitten, okay. So If you, that's that's how the ego sees things, though the ego sees things completely backwards and upside down. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. And the and the whole thing is we're gonna laugh about all these things that made us feel sad. You know, this thing ends in booming laughter about this ridiculousness, death, all those different things that we made up. Because it's not happening. It has never happened. No death has ever happened. We just make these things up and then we make reasons for it. And you guys, we've been doing this for millions of years. 
So, so we're like really good at it. We're, we got really well practiced. <laughs> like we really believe it when we say, uh, 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 I got a hangover from drinking last night. Like that could happen, right? Uh, we just like take that for, oh, uh, get a tummy ache. Well, what did you eat? What the hell does that have to do with it? Like we made that up. We said what you eat can give you a tummy ache. We made up the body. Yeah, we made it. We made it up. What to do? Nothing. There's nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever it is that you're getting a perception of, you could say that your function in that is forgiveness, forgiving your illusions, forgiving the idea that that's real, forgiving all of the all of the thoughts about it being threatening toward you. Of course, of, and, that, and, 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 then, and then you don't have much longer to perceive a body. You don't have much longer, though, to perceive a body, which is definitely an awesome thing. And also, it's the root of all the fear. All that, I hate my life, I was saying earlier how I hate my life or I hate myself or something like that is the root thought of a body. That's the root of it, okay? So you're undoing that root thought at, with forgiveness. So there's nothing to prop up a body, you know, it's, and then you, and then you can actually see these bodies. They're light bodies, light that doesn't hurt your eyes. You don't have eyes like that, but these are light bodies in perfect blueprint. We don't see them in their perfect blueprint. We see them as we wish to see. Okay. we see them as we, as we wish to see. This is like a sack of meat. It's got bones and, you know, you cut it out, open it, bleeds, it shits. It's like it's this stinky thing um, that we're propping up as if that's a reality. Okay? But our reality isn't like that at all. Our reality is, is like light. There's no tiredness. There's no needing to go to the bathroom. There's no eating. There's not any of this stuff that we set up, sex too, we set up as a distraction you know it's like a, it, it's like i can i could make my own reality uh now that uh, now that i destroyed uh the reality that was created for me i can make up my own reality and that's what we try to do with the thought that we weren't good enough for creation okay so we made things up that seemed to give us pleasure like eating and it's always pleasure and pain right and this is the way we project it. These don't have any effects. They don't have any effects on their own. This is the way we project it. Okay? So we make these like this eating. Oh, it's so good. Oh, this is so great. It's a distraction. Okay? That doesn't mean you can't enjoy your food. You can. Just in noticing it because the distraction thoughts set you up for wanting. So it's like you want to have more of that. You, that's where you get, that's where things get all tangled up for you. Oh, that was a great lobster meal or whatever. Okay, how am I gonna, how am I gonna swing that every, whatever, however often I wanna have that thing, right? So we could play with stuff like that too. You know, a lot of us have diet dogma kind of like drilled in, in us. We think that there's certain things that we should be eating and certain things that we shouldn't be eating. And if we eat certain things, we um, could be as bad as being damned to hell. Um, but, you know, another case scenario, it, it, it makes you fat or lazy or something like that. 
Um, but there is no such thing as food. And it's funny because it sets, it, it's a big setup for all this conflict, even between people. You know, it's like, uh, you know, even just looking, well, you should be uh, not feeling well because of the way you eat. I hang out with a lot of, um, I hang out with a lot of uh, uh, pretty dogmatic raw food, um, primal. So they just eat raw meat and uh, raw butter and, every, and everyone else's diet is fucked up, right? And they're like, we got the best. <laughs> and, that's, and that's how it goes. You know, you could have a vegan one and then that one is the best. And like if people aren't vegan, then something's wrong with them. Um, and we set it up like that. We totally make it like that. You know, it's, it's just our conditioning is um, whatever background we have and whatever our thoughts we, fo- we follow and we pursue tell, uh, tell us this is the best way to do it. You know, it's, it's really the same, the thing about this is the best way to eat as this is the best way to uh, do the dishes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. It, you deny meaning to these diagnoses because they're not true at all. These things are not true. Uh, speaking of that, my son just, uh, he, he went to the doctor today because he got a pimple and um, he <laughs> fucked it up a bunch until he was sure it was herpes. And he went to the doctor and guess what? He got herpes medication. <laughs> they agreed with him this time. <laughs> so, isn't that fun? <laughs> so now we'll see how we'll, we'll see how that unfolds. But none of this stuff really means anything. It's just like there's this thing that's nagging a person. Like say it's a a pimple. Like you know my son's case is pimples. Um, so a pimple comes up and it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna lose my shit. I can't take this pimple stuff. You know, I'm just gonna trip out. Uh, it, it is, it's like that for some people. You know, some people have a shitload of pimples. They don't even care. They're like out there all zing. Hey, what's up? But some people, they get one pimple and they're like, I can't even leave. You know, you just got to like hold that, you know, okay, that's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, so there's this, this sense like, oh, I'm so victimized because I got this thing on my face. Well, every single step is for the same thing. So, calling the doctor's office, going to the doctor's office, getting the prescription, pharmacist. You know, I just regard everything like that. Everything is serving the exact same purpose. There's no wrong in anything. And, you know, my conditioning is you shouldn't touch fucking Valtrex. Are you kidding me? What are you trying to do to yourself? But that just doesn't come out to my son because I know it's not true because it's conditioning. There's no way that the, you know, I've done all the research, right? And I got all the facts that tell me that these prescription drugs are fucking deadly, okay? But still, when I get the perception of someone, even someone I love, that's really close to me, uh, get taking a, a prescription, I'm not going to try to convince them that that thing is bad for them, right? It's just not, I mean, I would if that was called of me. Let's put it that way. I would if that was called to me. I wouldn't have a choice. It's just not something that is that I'm driven toward to convince someone that this pill can make them have a side effect because it actually, in reality, can't do anything to anyone. It can't make it better. It can't make it worse. 
It can only just be used as a means for healing or used as a means for separating. Okay? You're going to use it, use it for making it, <laughs> making idols. And that's an idol too. If you think something can harm, if you think something can do harm, that's an idol. You idolized it. That's idolatry. A lot of the times people don't realize what idolatry is. They talk about that a lot in the Bible about how when you make idols of things in the world, you condemn yourself, okay? And basically, anything that you get a perception of in the world, if it's going to save you or it's going to harm you, that's an idol. You made an idol out of it. That's what you did. A person can be an idol, right? Uh, some people idolize persons. Sometimes I find people idolizing me. I don't mind. You know, it's all an illusion, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, idolizing, uh, idolizing persons, that's so common. It's like, oh, I'm such a big fan because I perceive you're doing this and this. And, oh, I just wish I could be like that. I wish I could be more like, well, you're making the whole thing up, though. You're making me up so you can idolize me, you know, and, and anything. And look, if you think I'm so bitching, live with me. Okay, because anyone you put up on this pedestal like that, spend enough time with them and they're down. <laughs> they broke their crown. <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing that we we make up is outside of ourselves. We're projecting it all. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's a really funny one when we can project. Um, okay. You're that color or you're whatever. And because of that, you're this. It is amazing. Uh, we, can, we can bring ourselves to that. First of all, we make different colors. So we can make it like it's a separation thing. Like there's a difference. We can have the best ones. This is the best color. <laughs> we could have the worst ones, right? We could say that's the worst one. Don't go around those guys, right? We just make these things up so that we can get a sense of separation and we take it as if it's a reality. Even getting threatened by those campaigns. That's, that's another thing, you know. Uh, uh, white people, <laughs> I love that word, that term, uh, start getting threatened by this whole thing that seems like it, it's out to get <laughs> white people. Like, oh, white people, you guys are privi privileged now. Guess what? You're going to be the next ones getting genocided. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I hear it all. So, <laughs> Look, it's fear of those things that drive it that way in the first place. It's being in fear of those kinds of things that even drive it in that direction. Anyways, even death, you guys, death is fear. So we're, we're just like getting triggered all the time, getting scared and getting threatened and stuff. And actually murdering in our mind. Like we're setting this up. It's that thought that says, I hate my life or I hate myself. Okay? Everybody is wrapped around that thought. Here's a thought. I hate myself. Right? And then patterns literally wrap around it. <laughs> then it's a form. <laughs> And, and, you know, it's like we don't have to take that thought personally. We can laugh at it because it's funny. It doesn't apply to us. Thank you, Bhakti. Right on cue. 
We don't have to be. See, the thing is, we're, we're threatened by it. A lot of us are threatened by it. Let's say we're all threatened by it. We're all threatened by the thought that says, I hate myself. Because it's annihilation. It's a thought that you're going to be annihilated, okay? So everyone's got that thought at the root. And it's coming up in different ways. It's coming up seeming like uh, you're going to run out of money, for instance. You're not going to be able to live your purpose, for instance. You're not going to find that person. You're getting old. Um, all these different thoughts come up just to make it seem as if you, uh, you don't hate your life. You actually want to live a really nice life. It's just that the world doesn't let you, right? You love yourself, but the world doesn't let you live the life that you want. You know, that's a real common thing. I don't belong here. I'm an innocent in a world of all this sin. See, so that, that sense is a sense of victimization. If you don't belong here, but you're here, then you're a victim, right? If, you're, if you don't belong here and, you're, and you think you're here, believe that you're actually here, then you're a victim. You're not here and you don't belong here. <laughs> the world isn't wor- worthy of you. It's not worthy of you. That's the thing. The world you get a perception of, it's not worthy of you. It can't be real. But when you think it's real and then you don't belong here, then you're a victim of it. You're not a victim of it, though, if you're dreaming. Okay, because it's just a dream. You're going to wake up for it from it any minute. <laughs> and you're gonna, let's put it this way. You're going to wake up from it the instant you're willing to completely see through it. And the only thing that's preventing you from completely seeing through it is fear of annihilation. And that thought, I hate myself. Because the, the I hate myself thought makes you be ready for annihilation. It's like you're always on the ready for it. What I notice in myself is this clenching that goes on around the middle. It seems to be around the middle, like the back and the ribs. It's kind of like trying to like clamp down on this thing. And, and like, and like protect myself. It's like this armor, like going on. It's just like clamped down. And so just in like allowing some breath to get in there and letting that area just, you know, and this is all with observation. You're just looking, you're just noticing, uh, uh how you, how you're holding yourself. You know, basically you're holding your body in your mind. You're holding it out of alignment or you're holding it in alignment. And that's, a, and that's an expression of what you're holding in your mind. Your body's never going to be perfectly in alignment until you've completely seen through it. And then it's gone, okay? Because a perfectly aligned body is a light body, all right? So we bring ourselves into these different thought structures that kind of make this illusion like we're twisting and torquing ourselves in different ways. So we start to get all twisty, turny, curvy, whatever, bumpy in the body. And that's the sense that we're getting of wrapping these thoughts around and around and around. They get unraveled though, just by our choice. So know for sure that it's your stubbornness that prevents you from waking up. And it's your stubbornness that makes it seem like you're in a world. The world isn't doing anything to you. The world isn't preventing you from waking up. It's helping you to wake up. Every single thing 
that seems to occur in the world is all designed perfectly for you. In fact, you wouldn't even get a perception of anything, not yourself saying anything, doing anything, no one doing anything to you, uh, numbers on your bank account, weight on the scale, anything like that, unless it's maximally beneficial to you, just like maximally beneficial. So you can kind of see how it all becomes a prayer because you're so grateful for everything that arises, including your reaction to what you seem to be perceiving because of the way it's used to dive deeper and be more in alignment with what's really true, really in your mind. And your body is definitely a sense of what you're perceiving in your mind. So it's giving you a sense of it. Notice, if you will, that you tend to clench certain areas, especially when you get in conversations with people. If you start to look at how you clench in certain areas, you might just clench like on the back of the neck. Um, You might, uh, one, one thing I noticed about myself, I might, my thumb will go like this. Like it's just, why is my thumb out like that? And it's just, it, it's just fun. It's just, and you know, it's just fun to notice. It's like, it, it's like, it, it's just fun and it just, it just becomes playful. It's not like I'm trying to control myself and try to hold myself in a perfect alignment or something. But I'm noticing when something gets tense. When this goes like this, I'm actually tense. I'm concerned about something, you know, and you start, you'll start to notice like wherever you tense up, um, I'm, uh, I, I'm insecure. One time I was insecure sitting and talking with someone and I noticed one butt cheek was so uncomfortable. One butt cheek was just like completely just like nodding up like it needed a deep massage after that, right? And just like noticing how this body sense is reacting to the world in a really gentle way. Not like you're trying to avoid it or hide it or anything like that. It's just in a gentle way This is matter of fact, this is what it is. This body is made to react. You can look at this body sense like it's your inner child, okay? This is a child that you made with the ego to be reacting and be fearful. You made that up with the ego. Of course it's reacting. It's reacting to everything that you taught it to be afraid of. It actually, even though it's an illusion, it needs compassion, Otherwise, it's just going to get condemnation and freak the fuck out. That's how it works. It needs compassion for that, for having to go through what you taught it to go through. And your identifying as it isn't helping because you're not able to comfort that structure of thought that you made. That structure of thought is what has feelings. You don't have any feelings. Okay. Your, 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 your mind can't really tell you how you feel. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, that's not how it works. You, you don't, uh, you don't get a sense like, uh, uh, I'm tired that came from something else. It always comes from the mind. Okay? You don't get a sense like I'm, uh, I'm afraid, uh, that you didn't project. You put that there. Okay. None of those feelings are actually real, but they're very instructive. So you just allow all of those feelings and all the thought to be just like they are plain. They're just playing. And sometimes there's an idea like, I shouldn't have to pay my mortgage payment, for instance. Uh, it's like, thank you very much. That's it. It's meaningless thought. That thought can go take care of itself. 
It can go coalesce with other thoughts and do whatever it does. I don't know what it's going to do. Maybe I won't be paying my mortgage payment. I don't know. But it can just go and do its thing. And whatever it is, it comes back around and does. And, and then you see. It's kind of like it's telling you what it's working on. It's kind of like the mind's telling you what it's working on. It's like, I hate that I have cellulite. Oh, okay. Thank you for letting me know. Let me know how that works out, right? Because it's just kind of like telling you, uh, 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 and this is what I'm working on. And then you're just like, oh, okay. But what we do is we tend to get identified and go and, and think that we have to do something about that. Just let it, let it fly. It comes back. The upset feeling uh, is what's giving you what you need. That's everything that you need. If you're willing to take that upset feeling and use it as a means, you don't even have to know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. You don't have to know um, what it means to use a feeling for awakening. Your willingness in the moment is enough. It's going to open you up and keep on opening you up. And you can't even help that willingness because you sense something. You sense that there's something beyond this reacting thing, right? So your offering of a little bit of willingness is going to open it up for you and give you the teaching and learning that you need so that you can see, okay? Uh, and, and here's the thing. There's nothing for you to do. There's nothing for you to go home and do after this talk or anything like that. This is all just transpiring, okay? If you find yourself writing something down, that's fine. Reading it later, that's fine. Just know that it's not uh, anything that's up to you. It's just really just playing out. So even, even having a conversation like this, you know, you got to know that there's nothing here for you to do. All this stuff that you're hearing me say is something that you projected so that you can have it spoken back to you. You already know this. You already know everything that I'm talking about. You already know how to do this. Okay. You're just putting yourself under amnesia right now so that you can get a sense like this unworthiness thing is your reality. You know, well, you didn't, you didn't realize when you decided to do that, how freaking powerful you were that you wouldn't be able to just come, you, you know, when you've took one step in that direction of, of not having your creative reality, you didn't realize you couldn't just like pop out of that any moment. And you still can. It's just that you're so powerful to make illusions that you made it seem so freaking real. And you went so far away from that first thought where you thought you separated yourself from creation that that thought of unworthiness, now it's been built up into a whole world. So it's just, there's a stubbornness about it because it seems like it's non-existence. It seems like it's non-existence. That's what the ego would have you think, that there's just nothing beyond this. Like all there is is dreaming. And you're just going to keep on doing this meaningless shit forever and eternity. That's not true, thank goodness. Um, and, and there are a lot of people uh, still who don't want to know that that's not true. They want to think that it's dreaming. It's all dreaming. And we just keep doing this forever. And we just get way better at it till we get everything that we want. Can you imagine we're getting everything that we want? What is that? 10 cakes? 50 sex slaves? What is, what is everything we want? You know, we just want to just keep on repeating illusions over and over again. <laughs> and, and that's really, that's the carrot and the stick. Once you, you know, once you open up to and see that there's nothing here, you get the, you'll get the experience that there's nothing, nothing here. When you don't have that, you don't have too much fear for that. 
because really too much fear uh, for a, for a realization will uh, destroy a body, right? It, the mind will just go, can't take this, pull it back. No, done. Not that anything ever gets destroyed. It's no problem. Um, but you want to use this lifetime for awakening, not just for freaking yourself out and going, ah, I'm going back. <laughs> so, so that's why, you know, it'll be gentle for you. You can, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's a gentle unfolding. Like you're definitely still have the thought of separation and you're partially insane. If you're perceiving a body, you're at least partially insane. If not wholly insane, if you're having a perception of a body, but you, once you are willing to see that it is a perception of a body, then you're really only partially insane. And you're looking like that. Uh, it eliminates the insane thought. It dissolves it over time, over and over again. You're just that little bit of willingness and nothing you need to hang on to at all. I love you, Michelle. I, have a I thought so. Yeah, come over here, then you can be heard on the recording. Okay. Michelle Melendez with a question. <laughs> so I'm on the Zoom when we're with somebody in Oahu because we're creating, um, we're wondering about Hawaii Freedom Schools, and we, there's 100 people that wrote in about the GM, the GE mosquito that they're releasing on the Hawaii Islands, and 100 testimonies, <clears throat> and they approved it. And it's going to the second level, so now we're trying to, we're going to be finding out who, who we to send testimony to now. So, um... What are they releasing? A, G, a GMO mosquito. A mosquito that is man-altered, man so that it's supposedly, it's for our protection, for our safety, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to slow down the mosquito population, but yet they don't have any long-term studies about what this mosquito is going to do to people if it fights you. So I got a, a message from the Honolulu Star advertiser reporter contacted me because I and I told him that our government is Nazis. And, okay. And so I said some other things. Uh huh. But my question is, um, like, and I, I hear what you're saying, and when I feel this frequency, yeah, it feels really good. Mm -hmm. And and also when I see what's happening with the keiki still being massed in schools, uh huh. Which is horrendous um and all of this stuff that's happening uh like i know i've said this before i can't not do anything uh -huh. this, this feeling mm -hmm. right if i didn't do anything mm -hmm. would this all work out because the world war ii and nazi germany they didn't do anything either and the the camps still happened and millions of people died mm -hmm. and there were people that took those jews and saved their lives mm -hmm. And so my, that's my question, I guess, because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I want to throw up. Yeah. Well, you don't have a choice in what you do, what you seem to do, because you're not doing anything. And you're not seeing clearly if you see anything that you wouldn't have as your reality. If you think you see anything that you wouldn't have as your reality, it means you're not seeing clearly. Okay. Um, whether or not you help or not help or how this goes or anything like that, it's exactly what needs to occur for maximum healing potential. So you're even finding yourself in the game 
and getting the sense as if, God, if I didn't do anything, then what would happen? You know, like it needs, that's how I felt when I was in it too. If I'm not driving around doing this shit, who's going to fucking do it, right? But, you know, I just kept on reminding myself I might as well be masturbating because it's really the same thing, right? There's nothing happening here. I'm making up that there's people that are, you know, in my case, I was making up that there were employees who were reinforced to mask and they had to sweat and they had to cook and that, and I was going to save them from the mask. You know, that was like the, the whole, uh, the, the whole play. That was like the kind of play. And I was like, I'm just glad that these guys are acting like they're suffering over there so they can give me some kind of purpose that I could play out. And now I can get to, uh, meet all these protester types that normally wouldn't even talk to my ass. <laughs> so, you know, is it, that's what it is. It's all a play. Like everyone that you interact with, you know, it's all for teaching and learning. Basically, it's all for, for you from your perspective, establishing that this is completely unreal over and over and over again, your willingness to get that relief is going to change your vision. Your vision is what needs purification because your, your thinking that you see people suffering and people being vulnerable to other people and people being evil and stuff like that, it's completely coming from you because this is your dream of awakening. And the thing is, you're the Christ in your dream. You are actually the Christ in your dream. So you have to allow everyone that you think you see being victimized and also the ones being the perpetrators, you have to allow yourself to see through what you made of them so you can recognize their inner innocence before you are saved. That's how you get saved. You recognize the innocence. Now, you cannot be innocent and also be a victim, okay? You can't be innocent. The innocent victim is a weird thing, okay? You're not, innocence cannot be victimized. Innocence is all powerful, okay? So these kids that you're applying this, uh, this, uh, this victimization, uh, perception toward, you're, uh, you're making them vulnerable, more vulnerable to illusions every single time. And that's not something to start feeling bad about or anything like that by any means. It's just noticing when you get the sense where you're suffering for them, you're not suffering for them. You're projecting suffering onto them and you're making illusions of suffering. All you have to do is know that because it's not a bad thing. It's a thing that we fucking do. And when you know that, you're watching it. And through watching it, that's where the teaching and learning takes place until eventually you can establish in your mind that this is a dream and none of the contents are, are true and you see through it. That's really, the, that's really the whole purpose of all this COVID bullshit, okay? It's not really to save anyone, but you know, it's fun acting like a savior too. You know, but you are acting. So just remember you're acting and you're setting those kids up to give you something to do. They're doing it for you. They're masks for you so you could have your thing. I mean, really, Michelle, we're all dreaming as if we are in a world with a bunch of people, but we're all in a very lonely dream here. Very lonely dream. Our perceptions are completely insane and they can't be made any sense of. Hooray! I, I, I am so grateful for, uh, I, I get really excited whenever I see Michelle because I'm just so grateful for um, someone like Michelle 
coming to Wisdom Dialogues because she's like all up in the activism thing, like all up in it. Like she's like the main, you're the main broad, I think. Are you the main broad right now of the <laughs> island? One of many. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. That was a complete joke because because the police chief had a letter that was written to Hope in twenty in March of twenty twenty one that said medical exemptions are allowed and no proof of medical exemption is required. Mm-hmm. And and we are training um, our officers are going into businesses letting them know this. Uh huh. So in February we went to Island Naturals and three officers came and I showed them the letter. I said this is from your guys' um, boss and. They're totally discriminating against us, and it was a total back and forth. They have the, the right to refuse service to anybody, and we're like, no, they don't. This mm. is not a public establishment. It is a it is not a PMA private establishment. It's a public back and forth, back and forth. They then that we left, and we contacted the police chief. He ignored us. Then we took him to the police commission, and we reported him against the police commission. And the police commission people were great. They were so great to us. They were like, you guys have did such a great job. That's what they do. We're told them we said we want to see the manual, the training manual the police chief has. And then I get a letter that says there wasn't enough evidence. And yeah. I'm like, it, the police chief has a letter saying he has this manual, this training information. We want to see that, but there's not enough evidence. It was like a joke. It was, I started laughing actually when I saw the letter. I was like, oh my gosh. It is. The whole thing's a joke. And you know that the next, the, the next logical step. Uh, is that's like a stepping stone to a federal lawsuit, which is also a joke. You know, it's like the whole thing is set up to be just like this thing. Oh, you're going to get what you want if you just like follow the rules and do this thing, you know, and there's like all this, uh, all this paperwork and hoops and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, you're going to get your prize at the end of this thing. It's all a freaking joke. And it's a big setup. Yeah, it's a total setup. That That's the thing. That's why we can't, we cannot win by trying to, take our freedom from a system that's denying us freedom we cannot win like that you know and try to use their system to get your freedom too right i mean i've been trained in that system and and you know that's so when i first started coming out i was like i was like this is a bunch of bullshit like even training this system this system doesn't even uh doesn't even uh, support this kind of behavior this weird behavior where you make people do all this bullshit you know but then by going through it, I'm like, oh, the whole system is bullshit, too. It's, it's just not going to get you anywhere. It's really not going to get you anywhere, even if it seems to get you anywhere, because it's projected by the same mind, the same mind that makes the issue, makes the, the solution, the apparent solution for the issue, too, because it's projected by the same mind. And this is a feeling. So notice the feelings that are coming up through all this, because this is what's important. This is a feeling that's a habit that we keep on projecting over and over again. You know, tomorrow you can get the rulings, okay, all the masks come off of kids, and then there's like this relief. Ah, thank goodness those kids can breathe breathe again. The same thing is coming back around just in another form. And so it gives you another task to do. This This is not something that ever ends. It gives you another task to do and another one, and then it'll just like go on to the next lifetime, right? And then your body croaks, and you're like, Oh, shit, I didn't even do any awakening there. I was just, like, fighting battles the whole time. All right, go try it again. You're wired for the same thing again. You start doing the same thing again. Do that millions of times until finally it's like, finally. Oh, okay. It's meaningless, right? 
and and those of us with a with this sense like um, we got to go out and save the world, me being one of them, um, this is just conditioned over lifetime, lifetime, lifetime. Just getting conditioned over. It's like we've done this a million times. We've tried to save the world a million times, been unsuccessful. Uh, and, and, and now, you know, it's coming to the point where that's kind of coming to a head. And just the fact that you're coming to wisdom dialogues, you know, it's coming to a point where you're kind of going to go at some point, this is completely meaningful, meaningless. I never have to get upset about this. This doesn't mean that I might not find myself doing it. You might find yourself doing it until your eighties or whatever. Um, but it doesn't have to be any kind of struggle for you. And as you, as you see it for what it is, it just has to, doesn't have to be any kind of struggle. Yeah, I'm pretending, I'm pretending with these other people that these other people are being victimized by these people so I can have something to do. And you can just like enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. And then you can just relax again. Exactly. Uh, that's the whole thing. That's why this is like, this is really big work. This is a big challenge, right? Because you're, you're, you're speaking and projecting as if this shit is happening. And then you're observing from behind it like, none of this shit is happening. <laughs> Which is perfect. It's perfect for everyone. And I'm sure you can bring comfort to some of your friends too, who are struggling over things, you know. Um, and whenever you bring comfort to them, Rather than lamenting with them like, I know this sucks or something like that, you know, whenever you're bringing comfort to your friends, that's also awakening your mind and it's healing for our mind. So you're running into a lot of stressed out people too, because they're in the same kind of community. They're in the same kind of, oh my, and you know, I've seen some of this stuff. Wow. People send me videos all the time, right? Sometimes I'll watch one and I'll be like, whoa. That's doom and gloom right there. We got a doomful mind, that's for sure. That's some doom and gloom. And you know, there's going to be some truth to it in the illusion as far as, you know, uh, relative truth. But it's not true because there is none of that. There's going to be some, it's going to hold some relative truths for people. Like, you know, people are going to see manifestations of that thought playing out. People are going to get perceptions like that. But still, it's not true. No one can do anything to anyone. A mosquito, it's like, oh, is that that's the next thing we're on to now? Well, now we're on to a mosquito. Is that what's supposed to do it now? Is that what's supposed to make us fearful? See? I mean, it, it's just like one thing after the other. We got the COVID. Uh, we got COVID variants, which uh, happened to spell media control. If you re- rearrange the letters, fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and we got, uh, we got a war with Russia. We got high, ga- high gas prices. It's like one thing after another. Oh, is that supposed to be the thing? No, they're, but they're all meaningless. So you can make it anything. I've heard concentration camps. 5G. They're going to control us with 5G. That's the thing. They have no control. Except that's what we get. We give. This is the same thing as any toy in the illusion. It's toys, the way we perceive these people who seem to be in control. It's like we're giving them authority to seem like they can do something to us because maybe they have some kind, of, uh, uh, some kind of technology that's more powerful than our mind. 
right? Are we going to fall for that? That there's technology more powerful than our mind? If I get bit by one of those 5G mosquitoes, I'm going to be stoked. I'm going to be stoked. If I get a mosquito bite, I'm going to be like, was that a 5G mosquito? <laughs> now we got it. It's like, it's just, it's just one thing after the other because that's what keeps the mind tethered like that. Okay, it keeps you tethered consumerism too. Because you know, this 5G stuff, you can go buy a bunch of stuff for it, right? You can, uh, yeah, you can buy things apparently. They got like things you can wear, you can put them over your head so the 5G never gets to your head. How about your mind is just more powerful than any 5G? So, you, what's that? Yes, it's detailed. Yeah. Right. And that, that's the power of your mind to make illusions. That's a testament to your mind's power to make illusions and see how convincing they can be. Imagine the creative power. Like if you're actually creating, you're not creating here. You're not even creating. Your only creative power here is that choice. And you'd make the choice between the truth and an illusion. So if there's fear in your heart, if you're afraid for anyone, if someone seems to be vulnerable, you've made a choice for the illusion. That's all. That you've denied your creative power in the dream by making a choice for illusion. So now you you still have a choice because this moment never passes. You, you still have a choice. And you can still choose truth in any moment and just even get a little bit of relief. You're on the right track. You can get a little bit of relief. You deserve it. The stories that you told yourself about being unworthy of release, the stories you told yourself about having to work for release, those are not true. You never have to do anything to earn it. You're worthy of release just because of who you are and you're only dreaming that things can be against you. That's th That kind of dream is not worthy of you. That's why I'm saying... I'm going to say it again because I know, you know, there's a resistance to, to seeing this. That's why anything that makes you feel shitty does not have to be taken as your reality. You don't have to accept that as your reality. You know, you can say, but hope it's real. I got this big ass pimple on my face. It's really, really real. Look, you're making that into a problem by avoiding the feeling. That's how you're re accepting it as your reality. You're avoiding feeling upset about it because you're making that thing the thing. You're not really upset about that. You're upset about separating. You're, better, you're upset about the thought that you separated from creation. You didn't even separate. You're upset about the thought you, you, that you separated. So now you make something your reality that's not your reality so you could pretend like you're really upset about that. So you could pretend like you're upset about a pimple, but really you're upset that you separate yourself from your reality. So if you don't make the pimple your reality, then you can feel that feeling. You can feel right through that pain and make another choice. Make another choice. I'm not giving that thing that I made up, that pimple I made up, meaning. So it could be still be sitting there as a pimple with no meaning. And then you don't have an upset feeling. Then you don't care if you got a pimple. Okay. You also don't care if you have a fat ass in the same way, right? 
When you're, when you're taking care of the feeling, the ass could be as fat as it needs to be. And no one minds. Right? Or you can have as many ni- wrinkles. You can have as many wrinkles as you need to have. And you don't mind because you feel at ease. Okay? You don't really have anything that you seem to have. So be willing to deny truth to anything that makes you feel upset. That is not your reality. That's This is different from... Uh, you know, what some people might take as the, the spiritual bypassing thing is totally resisting feelings. That's all about resisting feelings. That's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about brushing it under the rug. We're talking about taking that feeling. I mean, any little thing. And if you practice with the little things, you'll be all ready when the big thing comes and you'll be even be amazed yourself. That's how it goes for me. You know, I practice with little tiny things. I'll get a thought about one little thing that seems to be annoying or something and I'll be like ah and I'll get the feeling effect under that underneath that that layer there's like a thin layer of defensiveness it is bliss any of these upset feelings are pure bliss so I just let myself to be in the bliss and then whatever seems to be my reality is not my reality to me because I'm in a completely different place about it Okay? And then that way I can see through instead of resisting things and making things all dense. Right? So you're saying these upset feelings are kind of the way to see through, is that right? Yes, that's right. That's right. It's just that. Yes, it carries you right in. Like when you're when you're willing to look in that direction, because it is observation, right? When you're willing to look in the direction, this is what I need, the feeling. I don't need the thoughts about that are justifying this feeling and propping it up. I don't need those. I need to feel this. There's a shift like right away. There's a shift right away. It draws you right in to deeper sensation and bliss. The thing is we put up defenses to that because we think that our salvation depends on chasing the thought to try to cure that upset feeling on our own. That's what we're all trying to do when we're making up our, ourselves upset. We're trying to cure our own upset feeling by using thoughts instead of letting that be worked out for us through embracing the feeling effect of our thoughts. The feeling effect is the first manifestation of thought. Okay? Everything that you get a perception of is a manifestation of feeling. So the feeling effect, that's like right there where you need to be observing that the fluctuations in it and allowing the wisdom to come through that. You don't need to know what's wrong. You just allow the wisdom to come right through that. It'll inform you. That little bit of trusting that you can just chill out and be with that feeling without pursuing any thoughts is so big. That'll draw you right in. There's a lot of resistance to that. So just watch that. Watch the resistance and it'll fade away too. So hooray. (laughs) Do we have any questions? What a fun group you guys are. I love it. All right then. Hopejohnson.org. Blockasana.com. We'll take you right to my playlist of uh, self-care videos.
We're using a block, using a wooden block, right? So I have it, so it, it directs. Blockasana.com. Hopejohnson.org is where you can find all the recordings. And you can contact me. You can donate to me there if you want. Um, you can find my book. I did a book, uh, Unschooling for Parents, A Mystic's Guide to Awakening with Children. You don't really need a child to have to read the book. Um, right now, one of my sons would totally disagree that I'm a good parent, and I think that's awesome. <laughs> Well, I didn't get him to Valtrex soon enough, so. <laughs> but that's all part of it. <laughs> yep, I know. It's, it's for fun. It's, it's, it's a play. So next week I'll be back. I don't plan to take any more breaks until September when I'll take two or three weeks off to go cruise around on the mainland. And, uh, yeah. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Mahalo. Ahui ho!